0: In the beginning, you may feel like an imposter. Art was the excuse to talk about these themes. Think for a second. What's your subject and passion? My subject, my excuse, my passion is art. But really, my passion is talking with you. This is Studio Confessions, the podcast. I am your host, Luis Martín, the art engineer. Listen in for conversation with artists and makers as we talk about their creative practice and what moves them. Let me share my wax poetic monologues on how to activate your creativity to live an inspired and more beautiful life. That's right, I said beautiful. Welcome to the studio. I'm glad you're here. This podcast is about the art of podcasting. I fought the urge to talk about podcasting because much like the art world, there's a lot of shop talk. And sometimes we forget about the substance, the soul of the matter, and just talk about the medium. What I haven't seen a lot of is stories that focus more on the meat and the heart at the center of podcasting. So if you're looking for the formula followers and sponsors, this isn't it. What I do want to bring to the table is a conversation about how to create a podcast that you won't get fatigued with by the eighth episode. And dare I say, a podcast, that's a work of art. Let's talk about how to even start podcasting, not the mic, not the apps, about the subject, the excuse, the passion, dare I say. Common wisdom is to podcast about something you like, something that's your passion. But let's not call it passion, because passion is a loaded word, and to be truthful, it's lost all its meaning in 2019. Like the word awesome. My shoes aren't awesome. The Grand Canyon is awesome. So let's leave passion, air quotes, at the door for now, because passion also makes it a bit too precious for us, and we feel vulnerable When we talk about something that's so passionate, we feel like we're podcasting naked, which as a podcaster we can totally do, but that's up to you. I am an artist, right? My podcast is about something visual, something that's meant to be seen. Talk about getting off to the right start. But that obviously doesn't matter. It could have been the perfect excuse not to podcast, though. I've been an artist all my life. I'm from LA. I ran to New York when I was 19 as I was led to believe all artists are supposed to. In all honesty, I was conditioned and trained to identify as an artist from the get-go. All the nice teachers from nursery school all the way through high school were like, what are we going to do with this dyslexic left-handed femboy who's kind of parentless and round as a ham? Then someone from the back must have called out, art, give him a crayon, a prayer, send him off. And well, it worked. I've been blessed. Art became my life. It became the life raft I held on to to overcome all and any obstacles I would face and still face. In New York, my journey was no different than any others. A series of twists and turns, plot twists, set to the backdrop of a place I've always wanted to be. I married the love of my life. I had exhibitions in Europe, in Latin America, across the country. I had a gallery. I worked with brilliant artists. And I'm not flossing here, but I always made art that fulfilled me and fulfilled my curiosity. And what else can I ask for? Podcasting was not something that was on my radar. But then Anthony Bourdain died, and I was like, huh? All of a sudden, it felt like a big cold void had opened up in the cosmos. Where there had been a palpable connection now seemed empty. I didn't know this man, but that was the art of his work. His work made me feel less like a stranger in a polemic world. Through his travels and explorations of people, through food, He made the world a better place, for me anyway. But did you hear what I said? He explored people. Yeah, his work was about food. It was the subject. It was the excuse for the show. But at the very heart of it were the people. So let's use that word, excuse, instead of passion for now anyway. We'll talk about your excuse for podcasting in a minute. So that Friday night in June, I waited until my husband was asleep and went to the bathroom with my phone. Sound familiar? I had seen an Instagram ad for an app. It allowed you to just talk straight into the phone and start podcasting. No editing equipment needed, no mic, just your earphones if you had it. Otherwise, just start talking as you were making a phone call. I thought I could do that. And there on the floor of my bathroom, I started talking to myself. And the conversation began. The excuse I used to deal with my feelings about Bourdain's death was art. I spoke about how I had gone to Colombia weeks prior and had brokered myself an art show on the fly. I wanted to talk about how I felt that artists are all connected with artists across the world, regardless of language, age, demographic. The art connects us. Like Bourdain, I wanted to talk about people and connection, and I use my identity as an artist to do that. That is the impetus of finding your excuse to podcast. As much as I know and kind of love dates and facts about art, the real meat and magic of the conversation is in the people at the center of it, the artist. So how do you identify your excuse? Look at your resume. Was that a trigger? Sorry, I know it could be a nightmare to look at your resume. So don't look at your resume. But what you can do is dig a little deeper and look at your browser history. Bingo, caught you red handed. No shame here. You're into cosplay, exotic fish aquarium, Japanese horror movies. Now I don't mean to fetishize any of these things, but here is the gold, your excuse and I'll even say your passion is in your browsing history on your computer. So look closely, it won't be hard at all to figure it out. It doesn't have to make sense. It just has to be genuinely you. When I had a gallery in Brooklyn, it was in the middle of just about 100 art studios. I had a marvelous studio myself with lots of windows and light. It was the equivalent of a corner office for an artist. Really, artists would rent the studios from the company that subsidized my studio and gallery, which meant I had a sweetheart deal, I paid nothing. In exchange though, I gave tours to the potential renters. Most, if not all, of the artists were young and fresh out of school, and some had just arrived in New York for art, as I had many years before. They were edging on taking a leap of faith. Not always sure, but needing to see what was out there. If they did take the studio, it meant taking on another rent. Two rents is no joke, especially in a place like New York, especially for a young artist. The system is broken, folks, but that's another story. This was a really big deal for these artists. I mean, imagine having to justify to your parents, to your partners, having to rationalize it to yourself, taking on another rent for what might seem a glorified hobby. So it was a loaded moment, and I was stationed at the center as their guide. So I resorted to storytelling. One story I often brought up was a reference to a movie. You might have seen it before. A flick called Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Remember it? It was before Indy met the aliens, but after the monkey brain soup. Well, the scene that always came to mind comes towards the climax at the end of the movie. Spoiler alert, cover your ears, I'm going to give it all away. In the climax of the movie, Indy's father, played by Sean Connery, gets shot. Indy has to go get the chalice of eternal life, or something to that effect. It's the only thing that will save his father's life, and it's so close. But in order to get to it, he has to go through a heavily booby-trapped trail, Luckily, he has a guide, kind of like me for you right now. It was a little notebook with cryptic clues about each of the booby traps. One of them tells him something like, repent and you shall pass. So he figures out, to ask for forgiveness, people kneel. And he throws himself on his knees and a battery of hidden guillotines appear from all directions above him. Oof. In another scene, the notebook tells him to spell the name of Jesus by stepping on some tiles with letters on the ground. And it would show him the way. To start, he steps on the J, and everything is solid. Next, he goes on to the E. And when he steps on the tile, it crumbles under his feet, revealing a huge pit below. Then he remembers that he had to spell the name in Aramaic or some other holy language. It gets real intense, kind of like signing a lease for a second rent. When he gets to the last challenge, he finds himself on the edge of a cliff, facing another cliff with a door. Yes, my friends, the chalice of eternal life is just through that door. But what could the little book tell him to do now? He frantically looks through the book for clues, and the book reads something like, only the faithful may cross. At this point, he's like, no one can jump this far. What? From behind him, he can hear people calling, Indy, your father's dying, hurry. So what does he do? He's gone so far and had passed each prior test, no matter how difficult it had been. What would you do? Well, our hero has no choice. His father is about to die, and he's made it his mission to save him. He clutches his notebook to his chest, takes a deep breath, and takes the leap of faith. What then? His foot lands on a plank that was there the whole time, camouflaged, but always present. There was a bridge, y'all. There has always been a bridge. But it's faith. That gives us the perspective to see it through the darkness. So he crosses the bridge, gets the chalice, and saves his dad. End of story. Roll credits. But why am I telling you this? Why did I tell this story to my artist? Am I here to sell you on faith? To just believe and everything will be alright? Mm, kind of. But more to the point, to my story, and to the point of this podcast episode, this was a story I often, if not always, told my artist. Because it had everything that moved me. Everything that made me want to talk to others. Was it about art? No. It was about something bigger. It was about faith. It was about journey. It was about trust. It was about danger. Art was the excuse to talk about these themes. It was how I could be the little notebook for them as they crossed their bridge, just like many of you are doing right now. I was the connection to art, you see. Your passion, your excuse, can manifest in many ways without losing its message. Hey, why so quiet? Let me know your take on the talk. Go to studioconfessions.com and reach out to start a conversation. Or even better, leave a review on whichever platform you're listening on. It goes a long way. Want to see some visuals on the essence of the conversation? Go to Instagram and follow me at Art Engineer to see my collage work and inside look at the studio. Now let's get back to the conversation. In the beginning, you may feel like an imposter. I guarantee you, you will feel like an imposter. Even if you have a PhD in your subject, in the beginning, you'll feel like an imposter. A few years ago, I moved into a big fancy building with all the amenities you can think of. It even had a pool. The only thing was that this pool was more like a pond, like for your feet, only open in the summer. I know, poor me, right? And to make things worse, the building next door had an Olympic-sized indoor pool open year-round. It was on the ground level, which meant that I'd see it every time I came home. I know. P.S. I don't know how to swim. But I often think about this because I got schooled over it. When I was telling my woe-is-me pool story to my ball-busting former high school teacher while she was visiting, she said, It sure is nice, isn't it, Luis? But you don't need a bigger pool. It only seems to me that you need to make new friends with the big pool who live next door. My jaw dropped, right? Duh. Sometimes I'm too altruistic, I think. But still, I don't know how to swim, so (laughs) I didn't make an effort to make any new friends. But the lesson was received. Essentially, you don't even need a pool. You just need a friend with a pool. God, the same lesson can be applied to podcasting. You do not need to know everything under the sun about your subject. But... You do need to make friends who do. Granted, it would help if you weren't a Johnny-come-lately or a complete debutante about the subject, but I know you aren't. If you pay attention, you'll become aware of who the thought leaders, major players, and fans are. Every one of these people are important to you, especially in the beginning. You can think about it like a potluck. I love a good metaphor. Who do you want to invite to your table? Who will bring the most delicious conversation and add new depth and flavors and richness to the dialogue. Once you have a list of who these people are, you invite them one by one. And after your first one-on-one, you ask them, who should I invite to the table next? And if you get an introduction, by extension, you get your first invite's endorsement. You invite, get a referral, and repeat. Do this as long as the thread of guests are good. Who needs a pool now? By organically creating a network around your subject, excuse, and passion, you're creating your own credibility in the process. The more you do this with consistency, the more of an authority you become. And believe me, there's no better calling card than your podcast. Having guests is a great way to create content for your podcast. It's a great way to bring substance and conversation on your subject, on your excuse, on your passion. But you do need to step up, show up, and bring your voice and ideas to the table as well you just tighten up when I said that? It's true. You have to bring the main course to the table or else no one else will want to come. What you bring to the table is up to you. The best way to convey your ideas in conversation is ultimately by telling stories. Like the Indiana Jones stories, right? Relax. You don't have to be an amazing writer. You don't have to be a novelist. I'm going to tell you the only secret you'll ever need to telling a great story. Are you ready for it? Here it goes. Shut up. pay attention that's it you can make your checks out to me now there are endless stories playing out in the world in any given starbucks right now there's someone falling in love there's someone falling out of love there's someone battling with addiction there's someone who's sad there's someone who's about to make the best decision of their life you do not need to live an extraordinary life in an extraordinary place you do not need to be worthy of reality tv please don't when you shut up long enough and pay attention you start making connections you'll realize that everything connects to your subject everything connects to your excuse and passion when i hear stories or see things like hoarding for instance i immediately think ooh what great collage material they might have when i hear politicians politics injustice i think wow what great protest image i can make and plaster it all over the place which i don't but i should we have to shut up and listen because as you know this podcasting business is not a sprint This is a marathon. And this marathon is trained year-round and in silence. And there's so many people on the sidelines cheering you on, each, with a story to share. Just listen. There's some crazy statistic out there about podcasting. Most people don't get past their eighth episode. Sure, that's easy to understand. When you start, it's easy. You can talk for hours about anything, right? But how many ways can you really say you love something or that you're excited about something before it gets repetitive? Honestly? what am I going to say? Endless ways. If you're led by your passion, and at this point it needs to be your passion, it needs to be said and called your passion, because that's what gets you to your ninth episode, to your 90th episode. If you follow your passion, and here's the rub, lead with curiosity, you will have endless ideas. We all know what it means to follow your passion by now, right? But what do I mean when I say lead with curiosity? Lead being the operative word, as in the vehicle. Curiosity, as in your GPS to exploring and talking about your passion. If you do this, you'll never get bored. Because, as they say, you can fake it till you make it, but you can't fake sincerity. You cannot fake passion, and passion is contagious. Can I tell you, my favorite podcast, actually was a radio show, it felt like a podcast, but it was actually a call-in radio show on NPR, was about... Automotive and Car Repair. Yeah, Automotive and Car Repair. If you've been paying the slightest bit of attention to me, and you've heard any of my wax poetic episodes, you know I'm far removed from the automotive world. And I've told you my qualifications. Artist, urbanite, gay. I mean, I ain't no stereotype. But I know I have very little interest in cars. But it was my one and only favorite radio show, and I tuned in every weekend. The hosts were these two brothers, Tom and Ray, and the show was literally called... Car Talk. They took calls from people who were having issues with their carburetors or heard funny noises in their engines. I mean, on paper, dry as sand. But it was the funniest show. I mean, these guys genuinely love talking about cars and solving these automotive mysteries. They were great storytellers and clearly enjoyed talking to each other. And that's when you know. If you get some smug, arty guy hooked listening to a show about oil changes and carburetors, you won. There's something there. And as a matter of fact, they did win. They received a prestigious Peabody Award for their show. Go figure. No matter the subject, excuse or passion, there are endless conversations to be had. One thing I love to tell people is to think about their top 20 movies of all times. Throw in a pickle in the center of the plot, if that's your thing, and you have it. Wow, wow, what's this pickle doing in Hogsworth? I just got a bunch of ideas for a podcast on pickles. Episode 1. I wonder what magic spells I can do with pickles. Episode 2. Where do pickles come from? That's an easy one. Episode 3. Can a pickle be knighted? And other facts about fermenting? Episode 4. If the royal family were pickles, what pickles would they be? A gherkin, obviously. These are ridiculous examples. But each one is fertile ground for conversation. How ridiculous you want your podcast to be is entirely up to you. I take pride in my show. Because it's a craft. And it takes some acclimation to arrive at your voice. My show, Studio Confessions, is a sarcastic, arty conversation that is both self-helpy and hostile towards history. But it's genuine, and it's all under the guise of art. If you take anything from this conversation, is that your idiosyncrasies are what will make your podcast an art. That is what art is. Take it from me, I don't just play one on the radio. I am an artist. Art is the genuine expression of our experiences, no matter how mundane or how extraordinary. Your idiosyncrasies are what will propel your strokes of genius to create your masterpiece. How about that? Like the brothers from Car Talk, they showed up to the mic with what they had. One would scuff at a mechanic's know-how, or just humor, or just a brotherly bond. But that's what they gave so generously and shared with their listeners to create a podcast that was genuine art. Be generous, don't shy away. In the beginning, for your podcast to have legs, roots, longevity, it needs to be an art. Art that is created by following your passion and leading with curiosity. My subject, my excuse, my passion is art. But really, my passion is talking with you. Now think for a second. What's your subject, excuse, and passion? That's it. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, feel inspired and triggered from something you heard, please share it. You are the candle that can light endless flames with what moves you. I am Luis Martin, the art engineer, sharing with you what moves me.